Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Live. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, coming to you from Mobile, Alabama, to deliver another practice recap from the 2023 Senior Bowl. Uh, Mercifully, it was cooler and cloudier today, so those of us that got cooked in the sun on Tuesday uh, had a bit of a reprieve. I also put on uh, copious amounts of sunscreen just in case, so... Um, I believe my color is improving slightly, uh, but still a little bit crispy, as you guys can see. Um, Didn't appear to get any worse today, so that's the positive news on the uh, weather front. Uh, I guess the sad part of that is that, you know, we might get some rain tomorrow. Uh, So that's always an interesting um, thing to to work with if you're trying to film at practice. But hey, I'm sure we will be able to figure it out. But uh, once again, welcome in everyone to the Falcoholic Live. Really appreciate everyone for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we are doing great on the fundraiser. Thanks to everyone that has donated so far to support the senior bowl coverage. Uh, you're welcome to continue to do so, uh, to get the rest of our goal. We're very close now. Um, and make sure you leave a question with it. If you go to streamlabs.com slash, uh, the falcoholic slash tip, make sure you leave your questions there. We will get to as many as we can on tonight's show, or if you rather do Venmo, you can do that by going to my Twitter at falcoholic Kevin. Uh, and again, if you do that, make sure to let, to let me know what your question is, if you want me to answer anything. Um, and of course we'll try to get to questions from the chat too, if we have time, um, always try to interact with you guys as much as possible, but, uh, it can get a little crowded, you know, as you might expect, uh, with these events. So appreciate everyone for coming in. Um, and let's get right to it, uh, with a pretty active day of practice on both sides of the ball. Uh, this was one of the. This was a good day of practice, just like, just like last year, um, we did see the quarterbacks sort of settle in uh, better on the second day. So the the passing games were a little bit sharper. The receivers had more opportunities to make impressive catches, and the DBs had uh, opportunities to play the ball uh, better, which I I think was very helpful, especially for guys like Stanford cornerback Caillou Blue Kelly. Um, who took advantage of the quarterbacks being more accurate by showing off how good he is in tight man coverage. Um, Caillou Blue Kelly was probably the most impressive player overall today. Um, I just really enjoyed watching him. Um, he had a pick six. Uh, he had multiple pass breakups. He had some plays in run support. Um, he did look pretty good in zone. Uh, there was a play where he had a near pick uh, where he sort of settled into his zone, uh, broke off of the guy that first came into, into his spot and then switched over to the tight end, got there just in time to break up the pass. It was really well executed. And if you read my sort of blurb on him from the senior bowl previews, I was sort of 
wondering, you know, why this guy isn't better in zone coverage. He's got all of the traits. He just doesn't seem comfortable. He did seem comfortable today at the Senior Bowl um, playing that role. And his skill set is going to translate well to the man coverage reps as well. Um, because And the one-on-ones, of which there were a lot today. Um, so I, I was really impressed by Caillou Blue Kelly. I think he really helped himself today, really helped him stand out. From that that sort of clump of corners that are in that mid-day two sort of range. Um, but this is a guy that I would definitely circle if you're a Falcons fan. Because I think the switch to a coach like Ryan Nielsen, it could signal more man coverage. Um, the Saints like to run a lot of uh, two-man and stuff like that. Who knows if, if he's going to go for more of that Dennis Allen style or if he's going to do his own thing. I don't know, but if they do go for that, I do think getting a good man cover corner in here like Caillou Blue Kelly, who is only going to require probably a day two pick, makes a lot of sense. Um, In terms of other DBs, starting with the national practice, of course, I did sort of flip the script a little bit. Uh, What's up, Nacho? Welcome, guys. Welcome, Nico and JL, everybody. Um, I just sort of try to flip the script for each practice. So like yesterday for the national team, I watched more of the offensive defensive line stuff. Today, I tried to watch more of the DBs wide receivers. Um, and then for the other practice, I did the opposite. You know, I sort of flipped it around. So I, I tried uh, after today, We I should have uh, like a fuller spread of how everyone has looked, you know, give or take a few guys. But um, that was sort of the plan. And I, I think I was able to, to do that pretty well. Um, so, you know, watching the DBs and the wide receivers, Caillou Blue Kelly was a big winner, of course. Um, Iowa's Riley Moss had been getting some, some buzz after, uh, Tuesday's practice. Like I said, I didn't watch that group super closely yesterday, but he did clock the fastest speed of any defensive back yesterday. Uh, they have like the little chips in their shoulder pads. So they've been monitoring their speed and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, so he was the fastest DB apparently yesterday and, and he followed that up today, I think with a very good overall day, uh, in coverage. Um, he also had a great play in run support where he uh, ran down uh, Malik Cunningham. I have to be really careful not to say Malik Willis because Malik Cunningham is there wearing a white helmet and wearing number seven. So it's really throwing me off um, <laughs> because, you know, I'm used, I, I, my phone is like saved uh, all the tweets I had of like Malik Willis. So every time I type Malik, it tries to put Willis after it. So I had to go correct like two or three tweets that did that. But um, no, it was, it was cool to see Malik Cunningham here. He did arrive today. Um, enjoying the national team. So that was fun to watch. But Riley Moss um, definitely was able to track him down and do a great job stuffing him on a designed run. That was fun to watch. Um, the safety group on the national team, I haven't been like overly impressed. I mean, they're, they're not ma- they're not playing poorly. Um, I do think they're it's sort of a quiet, it's been a quiet performance for them thus far. Maybe they were better on day one and I just didn't see it. Um, so... I do think the one guy that really has stood out from the national safety group is Cal's Daniel Scott. He had a pick really early in practice, and he did uh, follow that up with some really nice man coverage reps in the one-on-ones, too. Um, That was nice. Um, Ali, I'll get that for you in just a second, man. It's on my Twitter account. If you go to Kevin, it's linked there. I believe it's at Kevin-Knight-12 on Venmo, but... Make sure you uh, <laughs> make sure you look at the Twitter to make sure because there are a bunch of Kevin Knights on Venmo. Um, but I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Scott for sure um, is the one that I that I have consistently spotted uh, in the safety group um, on the national team. 
Uh, yeah, Nico, don't worry. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. We're going to get to that uh, for sure. Uh, on the other side of the coin, right, the uh, wide receiver group, I did, once again, really like what I saw from Michigan State's Jaden Reed. He sort of stole the show today. Uh, BYU receiver Puka Nakua, uh, he was in street clothes. I don't know if it was a big-time injury or if they're doing some sort of precautionary thing. Um, but he did not practice today after he was one of the big standouts yesterday. Um, so that left open opportunities for other guys. Um, and I think Jaden Reed was the one who really took advantage. He was making plays everywhere. I think Jaden Reed, uh, was the fastest overall player yesterday. He clocked in at over 20 miles an hour, which is not exactly what I expected from watching his tape. I mean, he looks like a good athlete, but I always thought he was one of those like quicker than fast guys. Um, but he did have a nice deep rep today, uh, where he caught a touchdown, uh, despite being held the whole time, um, that was impressive. And he had a number of good plays like that all day. So that was a big one. Um, Jaden Reed, you know, I've mocked him to the Falcons a couple times. He might end up being more of like a late day two pick now than like an early day three one, but, um, definitely someone that I've enjoyed watching at the senior bowl. He's helped himself for sure. Um, Michigan wide receiver, Ronnie Bell, I thought had kind of a lackluster first day from the little bit that I watched, but he did have a bounce back today. He had one of the only like successful catches in one-on-ones against Caillou Blue Kelly of the entire day. And it was, it was a great adjustment, um, a nice, a nice play. So he, he deserves some props. And like I said, Puka Nakua or yeah, Puka Nakua, who was one of the stars of yesterday's practice. Unfortunately, it seems like he might be pulling out. He was still there. I think he was still interviewing, but he was on the sidelines. So may not get to see any more of him, which is a shame because he was playing really well. Um, another guy that we may not get to see any more of allegedly is, uh, Ohio state tackle Dewan Jones, who, you know, if you watch yesterday's show, if you read anything from anyone, not just myself, uh, everyone was praising Dewan Jones for how well he was playing. He was doing a great job. He was smothering everyone. Um, he did not, nobody saw him, I guess today at all. Um, we didn't know if he just peaced out because he, you know, pancaked everyone and then was like, my job here is done and rode off. I mean, I, I th- thought that would have been pretty funny if that did happen. Apparently, uh, he ha- was held out of practice to what they're describing as potential concussion like symptoms. So it's, po- you know, he, I guess they're saying he may return if those symptoms abate. He may still play in the game, that sort of thing. But he did not practice today. So we didn't get another update on Dewan Jones. Um, but we did get to see some other guys more like BYU offensive tackle, Blake Freeland, who really got worked yesterday. Isaiah Foskey pancaked him and, and a couple of guys really got in his head. Um, but Freeland really bounced back today. I thought he, he played a lot more under control. I thought his punch timing was way better. Um, he was actually able to utilize his length much more effectively today. Um, and so I think, I think Blake Freeland really rebounded and helped himself today after really struggling the first day. So good for him. Um, a guy I haven't really watched at all prior to the senior bowl, but who definitely continued to show out today was, uh, North Carolina's Asim Richards. Um, I don't know where he plays at North Carolina. I think he's officially listed as a tackle. He did play a fair amount on the interior today. Um, I think he, he did well. Um, he's definitely a name to watch as a potential maybe flexible guy in terms of interior exterior player. Um, and then the other guy that I had written down for this group from just watching a few of the reps was uh, UT Chattanooga's McClendon Curtis. Um, 
he he just looked like he was really difficult to dislodge. I think he acquitted himself well in 1v1s. And a lot of the guys uh, that I was sitting with that were watching more of the offensive line stuff were talking about him as a really impressive player this week, uh, including yesterday. So um, that's definitely another name to monitor if you're looking for interior offensive line help. Um, on the defensive line, there were also a number of really impor- uh, impressive guys from this group that I was able to, to catch. Uh, a big one, I think the biggest one today, well, there were a couple of big ones. Um, Keon White from Georgia Tech is one, certainly. He's been one of the best defensive linemen here, period. Um, he was playing some on the inside. He's been playing some on the outside. But he's just very difficult to block 1v1. You can tell how strong and explosive he is. Um Clemson's KJ Henry, the edge rusher. I really liked him yesterday. He had another sack today. Uh, he just was really tenacious with his pass rush. I liked his I liked his pursuit. Um, he was just really wreaking havoc, so good for KJ Henry. Um, did get to see Coastal Carolina defensive tackle Gerard Clark bat down another pass. Um, he just looks like he's a handful to deal with. Big guy. Um, liked that uh, I liked what I saw from Gerard Clark, so he's another name to keep an eye on. And then um, this guy, Northwestern's defensive lineman, uh, Adedamua Adibawar, Adibaware, I think is how you say it, but uh, I apologize if I butchered it. Uh, but he was somebody I did find interesting in sort of the pre-senior bowl process as sort of like a tweener. I think he measured in at like six one and a half. 285 pounds, played a lot of edge at Northwestern, but they've been playing him mostly inside here at the Senior Bowl, and he's a handful. Uh, He's a handful to deal with. He really does sort of pop up out of his stance. He really knows how to utilize his leverage as a shorter um, defensive lineman, and I I think he's definitely a name to monitor as just one of those kind of unique guys. Um, You sort of, I think, probably have to play him as like an interior pass rusher and then maybe more of a uh, five tech type of guy on the outside as a run defender, but, um, definitely someone who impressed and has been flashing a bit, uh, just to figure out where you want to play him. Um, a couple other guys I wanted to mention, um, Washington state linebacker, Diane Henley. Uh, this is the leader of the, the defense out there for the national team. He was always hyping his guys up. He was the huddle guy he was the guy that was getting all the calls and relaying them to the defense those types of things are important even at an all-star game like this um you know he was sort of the the life of the of the national defense he was really responsible for them um i also think he he like played well too um he was very he looks very athletic he's a former defensive back convert uh so he looked really good in coverage he had some great man coverage reps in the one-on-ones um make was making impact plays uh just a, a guy that I would definitely keep my eye on. I think he's someone that has really helped himself this week. And then Illinois running back Chase uh, Brown is a definitely a guy that I enjoyed watching once again today. Um, he had a big run. He caught some nice passes. Uh, Texas running back Roshan Johnson broke his broke a bone in his hand yesterday, unfortunately. So he pulled out. Uh, that gave, I think, Chase Brown a little bit more time to shine. He did a great job in that area. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was really impressed there. So those were sort of my guys from that first, uh, from the first practice of the day, which was of course the national team. Um, yeah. And so far, uh, you know, it was, I think this was a better overall day, especially for the, the offense 
of the national team that kind of struggled yesterday with the quarterbacks getting their feet wet. They were better today, uh, and I think that helped both the DBs and the the receivers look better as a result. Um, because it's like when the ball's overthrown or underthrown or not close, it's like neither guy really gets to show off their stuff, or at least not their ball skills in any way. Um, so that definitely helped the the national team uh, have have some some better reps out there. Um, moment. All right, moving on to the other team today. We have the American team, which to be honest, it, it seems pretty clear to me that the American team is just like more talented top to bottom. I don't know if they did this intentionally or what, but the, the American team is just better. I think um, their practices are also a lot more evenly matched as a result. And I think that makes the practices better too. Um, but at any rate, I did sort of, like I said, flip the script. Yesterday I watched, you know, the wide receivers and DBs of the American team. Today I tried to spend a little bit more time on the trenches. I still ended up watching the skill position guys a fair amount because this is a really fun group. Um, but I did try to spend at least a little bit more time on the trenches. So starting with the trenches, again, the big standout is is Minnesota center John Michael Schmitz. I mean, I think he's, if not for Dewan Jones, I think John Michael Schmitz is probably the guy that you would come out of this as saying, like, the, this is the best offensive lineman here. Um, he just was dominant again. I think he just plays really under control. He's he's athletic. Um, he got out and got a nice pancake on a screen. Um, that was just really funny, where he just pushed the linebacker uh, into oblivion. Um, so he was a big winner again today. Um, TCU Steve Avila. Uh, I don't know if he's really athletic enough to play in his own scheme like Atlanta's, but I do think he's looked really good. He's a big center. He, he really, as a result, he really handles those one-on-ones at the center position, like better than most of the other centers do because he's big. He's just got the size of a guard. Um, and I think he actually did look like he was moving around pretty well. Um, so, you know, it's a question mark with him, whether the Falcons would be interested, but I do think he's had a good week here in mobile so far. Um, the other like center quote unquote that I had, that I was interested in was, uh, Alabama's Emil Echior Jr. Who's been playing some center. Um, he's been a guard at, all through his career at Alabama, but they were giving him some opportunity to play center. I thought he looked pretty good there. I think he took to the snapping pretty quickly. Um, so, so if he can play center too, that's only going to help boost his stock as one of those really versatile interior guys, one of those sort of bottom of your roster type of guys. Um, I think he's absolutely someone worth monitoring for the Falcons as like a, a day three target. Um, Florida guard Osiris Torrance. Um, you know, I think I, I wrote down big and nasty. That was sort of my notes for the day on him. And that's sort of just the story. Um, he's really difficult to move. Not overly athletic, but just really big, really nasty, um, and, and really difficult to move. So that's sort of his skill set. I don't know if he's really a fit for the Falcons as a result. Because the Falcons really ask their guards to get out and hit second-level blocks and, and pull a lot of distance sometimes. I'm not really sure that's Torrance's game, but he's big and nasty and fun. So, hey, I wouldn't be upset just because he's he's a fun player. But uh, definitely someone who's acquitted themselves well thus far. Um, The tackles, I don't think these tackles are quite as good as the Nationals, especially when Dewan Jones was there. But I do think, like, Tennessee's Darnell Wright was pretty consistently good. Uh, Syracuse's Matthew Bergeron, pretty good. And then I, I did think uh, Georgia's War McClendon Jr. had a better take today, 
as well. Um, so he he was playing well. Those three tackles, I think, are all having good weeks overall. Um, and it's, it's a solid, not necessarily spectacular group, but I think they are showing that they're absolutely uh, good enough and they're just rock solid. Um, and I think that's sort of how I feel about Bergeron and Wright and McClendon, that they're just all sort of solid to good tackles. You know, I think Bergeron is going to be more appealing to like a zone scheme like Atlanta's. He he moves really well. Wright is more of a power gap style tackle. And more McClendon, I think, has some versatility. But um, those three were, were looking good. On the defensive line, um, this is just a really talented group also. Um, honestly, like Iowa State edge rusher Will McDonald the fourth. I think he's been like the most impressive relative to expectations uh, defensive lineman so far, like period. Um, he's just been really speedy, really explosive. Uh, he's used his hands super well. He got a sack off of, uh, Darnell Wright, which has been really difficult to do. Um, and he's been dropping in zone and making plays too. So I, I do think that Will McDonald, the fourth is maybe the one right now that I would say has like really elevated their stock from where it was coming in. He's someone definitely to keep an eye on. Um, and as someone who's been very impressive more so than I thought, um, yeah, Nacho. Cody Cody Mock, um, he did have a really good day one. They were moving him around more today. He did play somewhat at guard. They also played him quite a bit at center, and that didn't go super well. He had struggles snapping the ball. Um, but like Mock, I think at guard looked great. I think the few reps he's played at tackle looked great. Um, he didn't have like as good of a day, I guess, like as impressive overall because the center reps didn't go super well. But I, I do think Mock as a whole has had a good week uh, here in Mobile. Um, Tyler Russell asked, what percentage of senior bowl invitees get, like, go in the draft? Most, I think. I think it's like 75% or more get drafted for the most part. So most of these guys will be drafted. Um, it Pretty consistently, this group is, is mostly drafted. So, And that doesn't even count undrafted guys, which I'm sure a bunch of them come from here too. But yeah, this, this group definitely gets drafted for the most part. Um, Speaking of getting drafted, uh, Auburn edged Eric Hall, projected first round pick. He looks like he looks like it. He looks the part. Um, really powerful, really explosive, just really damn hard to block one on one. Um, so yeah, Derek Hall is exactly what I was expecting. He's been really good. Um, one guy I haven't seen a bunch of, but that I did like over the past few days as TCU's Dylan Horton. Um, looks like a big five tech edge, maybe someone who can reduce inside in like NASCAR pass rushing packages, but he's been pretty effective. He's been really uh, pushing offensive linemen back and, and creating some disruption. So he he's definitely one to keep an eye on. And then a guy I was hoping to see more of the, on the first day definitely showed out more today. That's a South Carolina defensive tackle, Zach Pickens. I did, I did think he had a more active day today. I saw him in the backfield a bunch of times. Uh, he was difficult to block one-on-one -on -one, and those, uh, moments and I, I think this was a better day for him overall so I'm gonna you know need him to have another good day like that if he really wants to boost his stock but I, I did like what I saw today uh, from Zach Pickens uh, moving on to the DBs uh, I, it was pretty hard to not watch the DBs and wide receivers of this group because you know this this group is just so talented top to bottom but one of the guys that I was I've been super high on interested in going in was FSU safety Jamie Robinson. I was sort of thinking that he was going to be one of the safeties to really show out. Yesterday, 
was quiet for him, but today I would say he was like the most impressive overall DB on the American side. Um, he was just everywhere. Um, they kept testing him against pretty much all of the wide receivers in man coverage, and he acquitted himself super well for a safety. Like safeties don't typically play one-on-one man coverage with wide receivers unless something's gone wrong or it's like a, a like a blitz package or something like that. And they made him do it a lot, and he basically, I think he only gave up a catch or two in the whole session. Um, He looked really good. I was really impressed. He had some plays in run support. Um, You know, he had a good play against Rasheed Rice. Um, I I think Jamie Robinson was the most impressive DB on the American side today, so props to him. Um, I also liked uh, LSU safety Jay Ward. He is a former corner. So the, the one-on-one drills that I was watching are definitely, he's going to have an advantage there over a tr- traditional safety. Um, but he, he absolutely looked like that, right? Like he had to play man coverage one-on-ones and looked pretty comfortable doing it. You know, he had a great uh, play against Darius Davis, the TCU wide receiver, who's really shifty and is a really difficult cover for safeties. Um, sort of broke up the past the last minute. He's looked good. Um, one guy that's sort of had his ups and downs, but I think has been much more up than down has been, uh, Miami cornerback Tyreek Stevenson, who I wasn't the biggest fan of based on his tape, but he's been one of the bigger winners overall from the cornerback group of the American side. These guys are going up against a tough group of receivers. And I think he has answered the challenge. I like his attitude. You know, some corners, when they get beat, they get really pissed off and like, that doesn't bother me. Like, I I think that's natural, but Stevenson like hops right back up. He goes over to the receiver. He talks to them. He seems like they sort of chop it up. Like, you know, not like taunting each other, but like, hey, like that was a good route. Or like, oh yeah, what you did there, that was really smart. Like, you know, and it seems like he take like he's trying to learn from these guys and um has a good attitude about it. And I I, I like that. I, I respect that. I think that's that's something that's important to see. Um also really have continued to like what I've seen from Kansas State cornerback uh Julius Brents who measured in super well, right? I think he measured in at six, like legitimately six, three over 200 pounds. Um, he's just a really unique athlete, like size, speed corner. And he's played well too. This isn't like a size speed guy. That's like a project. This is a size speed guy that has been one of the more consistent defenders, uh, even in the one-on-ones and stuff like that. I do think that um, he's been one of the big winners over the first two days from this group um, as someone who, who, Look, that size is going to get you drafted early, um, no matter what. But that plus good tape here at the Senior Bowl, good athleticism, that's going to get you drafted even earlier. So uh, very impressed by what I saw from Brents. And then I did want to shout out Georgia safety Christopher Smith II, who like didn't really have any like flash plays, didn't really have any picks or big pass breakups or whatever. But he, the guy was like always in the right place. You could tell he's a really smart safety. He was always you know, closing at the right time. He was always right around the ball. He was always in the area. Um, so I did want to give him a shout out for that. I did notice that he was consistently where he was supposed to be doing what he was supposed to be doing. Um, so nice play there from Christopher Smith. Um, moving on to more of the, the offensive skill position guys. Um, this is a stacked group. It just is like everyone's sort of making plays. Um, but to me, the big standouts today, uh, one of them was was definitely Tulane running back Tajay Spears, who was maybe like the best offensive player overall. Uh, he housed two runs, like 
for like 60 yards each, uh, just untouched touchdowns. Um, he's just really shifty. He's really fast. And I, I can't like make it any more clear. Like people were thinking he might come in at 190 or whatever. He ends up measuring in over 200. So that's great. But he doesn't look any slower. Like he looks just as explosive and agile and dangerous as he did on tape. So that's huge for his stock. That takes him from being like, this is a committee back and he's an exciting committee back, but like, we don't know what he can really do. Like how many carries can he take to like, if you're 205, that is a much lower concern, especially when that doesn't impede your athleticism. Um, so I think Spears has done a lot for his stock, and I would be shocked at this point if he's getting out of day two uh, at all. Uh, I think he's he's been that impressive here in Mobile. Um, Houston's Tank Dell, once again, just this is the type of event that's going to favor guys like Tank Dell, and that's just the way it is. Um, but I do really like what we've seen from him. He's just really smooth uh really explosive and just stops on a dime and just makes life hell and one-on-ones for anyone who has to cover him as a result um it sort of feels like he can get any, he can do whatever he wants and get anything he wants in one-on-ones um the, you know the concern with him is just the size you know like five eight five nine one sixty three and it's like how are you going to survive in the nfl at that weight i don't know but in terms of his talent and ability as a receiver that's not in question, I think. Um, I think he he's very talented. Uh, he's going to be a very effective player as long as he can stay healthy. And that's really the, the question for me is, you know, how how long can you stay healthy at that weight? I think he needs to add weight. And how does that affect his athleticism? I don't know. That's really the only question with him, though, because in terms of like what he's shown on the field, not really many concerns there whatsoever. Um we did also see, I think, Princeton uh, wide receiver Andre Yosevus, the, uh, the the this year's Christian Watson. He definitely had a better day today. You can tell he's a little bit raw um, in terms of his like route running and technique and stuff like that. But just really talented, you know, um, really fast, really explosive, very physical at the catch point. He had a great catch on Tyreek Stevenson, who was all over him. Like, you know, it was great coverage from Stevenson. But Yosevus just came down with the ball anyway completely unfazed by it. Um, and I was super impressed by that rep that had the whole crowd going. Um, and like, I don't want to like diss any of the other receivers, but it's like Rasheed Rice, Xavier Hutchinson, Dontavian Wicks, Darius Davis. Like they all had good plays today. Like they were all making plays. All of these guys were impressive. So like, I did, I don't have enough time in the write-up necessarily to like shout out every single guy because they all like probably made enough plays to be deserving of a write-up. Suffice it to say, like, this group is just really damn good. They're all sort of, they're all sort of doing a good job. Like, they've all managed to stand out in a, in a crowded group. They're all good. They're all worthy of being drafted. They all have their own skills. Um, so, you know, I, I this is a really good receiver group. It, they're sort of like, I mean, I, I really think the Senior Bowl should have split these guys up more because it's almost like they're, they're just like overshadowing each other. Um, like I think if you if you bring in some of the not like bad receivers from the other group, they're none of them are bad. It's just like they're a little bit quieter, they're not as flashy. You know, they're more like wide receiver three, four types. And I think this group has a lot of wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver one types. And I, I think you probably want should have divvied these guys up a little bit better. That's my opinion. But um, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then the other guy I definitely wanted to give his own shout out to was uh TC linebacker D Winters, who was just like everywhere. Um, the man was like 
he was working with the safeties at one point uh, in, in one-on-one drills. He was then covering running backs and shutting them down. Then in team sessions, he had a pick uh, where he just dropped and, and picked, picked up the quarterback really easily. And then right after that, uh, came in in coverage, was just a step behind the guy, but came in there, blasted the ball out, and forced a fumble, and the defense returned it for a touchdown on back-to-back plays. So um, he was definitely a big winner. You could tell he's a leader. Like, everyone's talking to him. Um, he's communicating, you know, he, he has that, that skill set of a DB, um, and a linebacker. He is a smaller linebacker, right? Like six one two thirty. but, um, the Falcons are playing more, you know, traditional four, three looks under Ryan Nielsen. Who knows if they're actually going to do that. There's room for that type of will linebacker on your defense. Um, you're running chase guy, your coverage focused guy. Um, and I would love to get my hands on D winters. That dude is, is really good. Um, so that's sort of my early takeaways. I know we had a question from TC that I will get to in just a second. I do uh, need to take a drink here because the throat is, is getting dry. So, All right. So TC, with the $5, thank you so much, man, says, uh, what's the biggest surprise been so far? Um, the biggest surprise, I'm trying to think of who has really – shocked me out of this group i mean it's probably like iowa state's will mcdonald who like i was sort of interested in but never didn't even really bother watching much of because i figured oh this is like a a day three edge guy you know i think he's got some he's got some good tape out there but like he's not a priority i'm not even gonna really bother watching him and i would say he's been like up there with like Derek hall and some of these top guys in terms of his production during the senior bowl his hype is is gonna continue to grow off of this um and I've, I've been very impressed. So probably Will McDonald, the fourth is my guy, uh, Tyler. It's, it's from the, uh, it's from, you know, the hotel, the hotel bar, but it's, uh, yeah, it was a, a cherry vodka sour, uh, was technically what it was. Um, you know, it was solid, you know, can't, can't don't ask too much from the hotel bar. So, um, it was solid. It was solid. Um, but yeah, that's probably my biggest surprise TC. Um, I guess I've been a little bit surprised, like how, dominant uh tank dell has been too like that's another one um like i knew he was gonna look good here but like he just cooks every single person he's lined up against um so you know it's it is what it is um yeah yeah guys uh that's day two of the senior bowl it was a busy one a lot of notes uh the written recap is up as well basically what i talked about is what's in the written recap but you're you know Please click on that as well. I'm sure, you know, Dave will appreciate that. Uh, Leave us a like and a subscribe on here. I will try to get some more clips up here in just a little bit as well. I do have, like, just so many. Um, So, and the the internet at the stadium is, like, super hit or miss with with no explanation because I I have five bars of 5G and there's also Wi-Fi. The 5G seems to work better. The Wi-Fi doesn't seem to work super well. But, like, half the time the clips just don't post when I try to send them during the day. So that makes them back up pretty badly at night. Um, I'll try to get the best ones that I can find out over the next hour or two. Um, so hopefully you'll, you'll have, there'll be a couple other good ones in there uh, if you check back. But uh, yeah, I just really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, I do want to touch, of course, on the Tom Brady retirement. You know, good riddance, right? <laughs> no. Um, you know, great career for Tom. Um, you know, I've, he definitely should have retired last year when he said he was going through the first time. 
you know, didn't end up going through with it. It seems like it caused him some problems, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, and then he came back for a bad year with the Bucks on a team that was just not very good, sadly. So, um, you know, Tom, you're the GOAT, uh, but, you know, stay retired this time because uh, you don't want, he doesn't want that smoke from Desmond Ritter. You know, he, he got, he saw one game of Desmond Ritter and he was like, I don't want to deal with this again. Um, so that's, that's my takeaway there. Uh, but yeah, I know somebody mentioned, um, Chris Richard getting fired by the saints, which is a weird call for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chris, come on down, come on down to ATL, buddy. Uh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll make room. We'll make room in the coaching staff for you. No problem whatsoever. Uh, he's a great coach. So I, it's weird that the, uh, the saints decided to move on from him and a bunch of other good coaches. So Dennis Allen's still there though. So, uh, you know, the, the heir apparent to Sean Payton. I, I was told that there would be no drop-off on that team because the coaching staff had remained consistent. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, thank you. Uh, thanks for hanging out tonight. Uh, like I said, like and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, you can follow the show at Falcoholic Live on the Twitters. You can check out our Discord at the link right there. Um, <laughs> Jason Gaines with the $2.00. I'd like to take this opportunity to to dump on Tom Shady. He really held off retirement for another year to get divorced, lose to Trubisky and the Panthers quarterback, PJ Walker. <laughs> maybe, maybe he can now become a full-time crypto salesman. Oh wait, that didn't go so well either. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady, he's, I guess he's going to go have to go back to pimping supplements, you know, um, going back to that TB12 method. Right. Uh, so that he's down bad. He's down bad, Jason. Thanks, thanks for the donation. But yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're if you're watching, like and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast audio, leave that five star review. Appreciate that. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back once again tomorrow night for the final day of Senior Bowl practice, uh, and then we'll have a recap show. I think Monday I'll do the full recap show because I'll be traveling after that uh, over, over the weekend, um, and then we'll be back to our normal schedule uh, with the Wednesday Falcoholic Live. So. Uh, it's been a fun week. We got one more day that hopefully will not get too wet and rained out tomorrow. But, you know, you can never tell in Mobile. But uh, thanks, guys, so much. Like I said, you can uh, support the show on Patreon if, you, if you're interested in that. It's patreon.com slash falcoholiclive. Um, and, yeah, for those that were wondering the Venmo information, if you're looking to donate to the fund, uh, it's on my Twitter for sure. That's going to get you to the right Venmo. Um, there's just, like, a link on there. Uh, it's, like near the avatar or whatever. I don't know how they have it set up, but um, that's an option where you can do the Streamlabs route, right? Which is streamlabs.com slash falcoholic slash tip. And that uh, will leave a question as well. And if that comes in offline, I'll just read it on the next show. So don't worry too much about that. But again, thank you all so much for your support for making this happen for me. Uh, it's tremendous content, but it's also a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I enjoy getting to come down here, watch these players, see these guys in person, talk to them a little bit um, and, and bring you guys this information straight from the source uh, so looking forward to tomorrow. We'll see you guys then on the Falcoholic Live for me, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic. Kevin, I'll see you guys next time on the Falcoholic Live. Have a great night, folks.